0: I am back. It is I, your driver, Royal Jelly, and this is Jeep Chronicles episode 17. Don't know what the name of it's going to be, but we'll see what happens. Name will be in the title. What? That doesn't make any sense. Um, It's hard to believe I've done 17 of these with no real format or there's not much forethought goes into them. You know, I just kind of I get done with my day for those if this is your first time listening and you haven't turned it off already uh, <clears throat> I work retail and I typically talk about my day on my drive home from from work so if you hear a weird noise in the background it's that sounds like the road it's because it is the road um, driving home in my Jeep Wrangler so love the car absolutely love it but it is loud as hell and I've used several different mics and I thought maybe this would be the one that could just only pick up my voice. Um, but this lavalier mic isn't what's doing it. And I don't know, I saw uh Bill Burr, he has his own podcast and he owns a comedy podcast network called All Things Comedy and they do YouTube shows and stuff and one of his shows is... uh called driving with bill or driving instructions with bill something to that effect and he drives around but his is a video it's a youtube video but he had, and but his audio is so clean and i mean it helps when you drive a mercedes i guess but uh, i love my jeep and that's why it's called the jeep chronicles uh I could get a more economical car, but damn it, I don't want to. I love knowing the fact that I can. If if I'm a store manager and I have to be at work, like I just because it snows doesn't mean that I can just call it, you know. And if it's my day off and it snows and everybody calls in, then I still have to get to work. And having that knowledge that no matter what what it's doing, I can get there. Is a tremendous weight off my shoulders at all times. My lat my the car I had before this was a Dodge Charger. And I loved the look of that car. But it couldn't, it had a hard time going in the damn rain. And for those of you who drive a charger, you know what I'm talking about. I haven't ridden I haven't driven a Challenger, but I'm assuming it has the same problems. As a rear wheel muscle drive, and even the stock. Like, the stock Challenger and the stock Charger have the same problems. You know, rear-wheel drive, in the rain you fish tail, in the snow you don't get anywhere. And if this person driving in front of me doesn't speed the fuck up, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. But, so, uh, we've been doing a uh, Corona Watch 2020 on this podcast and um, where we're located in Northeast Tennessee, uh, people haven't been taking it too seriously. And our governor has probably been one of the worst, um, has had some of the worst responses to this pandemic. Uh, Not as bad as other states like Georgia, governor opening up the beaches. But our governor... At least he made a decision. Our governor hasn't made it. Like before, he issued a stay-at-home and signed it. He uh, he just urged people. He was like, I strongly recommend that you just don't go out. And that literally did nothing. It made people just go out more, just so they could defy him. So, but our governor is him hot around. He's not wanting in my opinion he doesn't want to make a decision that's going to make him unpopular and he's handled this poorly and because of the way he's handled it and the way the president's handled it the people where i live um, they don't they don't see it as a threat even though there's the stay-at-home orders safer at home it's not a shelter in place but it's a it's a safer at home and They're telling people you should only be getting out uh, buying necessities. And they have finally, last week, they shut all non-essential businesses down. But nobody told anybody what an essential business is. So you've got, like, liquor stores are still open which being a former alcoholic, you know, makes me like, yeah, like I could, if I was deep in the throes of alcoholism, I would need that liquor store to be open. Especially if I was quarantined. I'm not quarantined. I'm considered essential. Uh, I would love to be quarantined, man. I really, really would. But liquor stores are essential. Gun stores are essential. Um, Apparently, Lowe's is essential. So, but me and a buddy at work, we got into a, a debate about, like, where does mental mental health come in? Because if you have somebody, like, I have an uncle. Until recently, he took up golf. But before then, I never saw that man take a break. Like, he worked 40, 50 hours a week at his job, and then he would come home, and then he would, he was always adding on to his house, always remodeling a room, adding an addition to it, building something, fixing something for somebody, had a weekend construction business on the side. You know, and for him to set it home, he just can't do it. Like, he he's not one, like, the minute you get him to sit down, he falls asleep. And it doesn't matter what time of day it is. It can be 9.30 in the morning, and you put him in a basement and turn the TV on and tell him he can't leave, he's going to be asleep in about five minutes. So where does the mental health of people, like people who just have a really hard time, like if you're talking in a quarantine scenario, people with my, I I have an ability that I can set. And I don't have to go outside. I don't have to talk to other people. I don't have to see people face to face. Like, I can watch movies, watch TV, and play video games and be very content. And I can do it for a very, very long time. My personal record is a month. Uh, I was in college. And I dropped out to film a movie. And the movie didn't start filming until March. And I dropped out, and I spent January 1st to February 1st. I never left the house, my house that I was living in. Like, I had a roommate. He went grocery shopping. We had parties. People came over, but I never left the house. Um, I'd walk to the garage to, to shoot pool. We had a pool table in the garage, and that's all, Like that's all I did. And I did change a little bit. Like, you can't spend that much time alone. And not, like, kind of develop, like, a weird agoraphobia or, you know, uh, social anxiety. But not many people could do that for a month. And I was able to. I still am able to. So part of me is jealous. And then I do feel bad for the non-essential people that were living paycheck to paycheck. Like waiters and waitresses. And cooks and stuff like that that are... Not, I don't know like if you're a cashier at a clothing store Party City, Michael's you know, one of those places you pre- you don't have you probably don't have a lot of money in your savings account so what, what, are, you, what are they going to do, you know like, so I, I realize I'm very fortunate that I have a job that is essential and I can continue to work and I'm not going to miss a paycheck and I'm not you know, going to be out anything and I'm lucky that my wife has a job that uh, she's a teacher so she's under contract so she's doing online schooling so she's getting paid so this has not affected me my my finances in any way shape or form negatively or positively Um, yeah I'm going to get a stimulus check which is pretty sweet but you know part of me kind of feels a little guilty because I don't need it like there are probably people out there that need it more than me and I'm not I don't need it but I'm not going to give it up. I'm not crazy. Branching a road up. Oh. I did have a thought earlier. This is a segue off into nothingness. No, let's say... I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that. Um, stay on the topic of essential. But it is. it is... You see the true rebellious nature of people... When you work in a in an essential business, and we're only people are only supposed to be shopping for essentials, and people who are older people, senior citizens, who are really the demographic that this uh, virus really likes to take them out. You would think that they would be less. You hear stories on the news of older people sitting in the Walmart parking lot crying because nobody will help them. Or people that are too afraid to leave so their neighbors go shopping for them. You know, we hear these stories, but my experience that is very few and far fucking between. Um, A lot of people that that shop at my store are in that category, are in that age group. And uh, they were just out. No mask, no gloves, and buying shoe polish, buying candy, you know. I get your bored, and you sit around, and you need to, uh, like, when you're at your house, not doing much, you've got to, uh, you're gonna snack, like, if, that's gonna happen, you know, like I've been eating like shit, honey barbecue, uh, Fritos are the bomb, and yeah, I've went grocery shopping, and I like bought chicken and cereal and chips. So I don't begrudge people coming out, but when the only thing you're buying is candy, and that's all your—that's the whole reason you're getting out. Like I—I I, can't—I can't support that. That seems like just a bad idea. Um, it just—I don't—I just don't see why you would do it. Why—why why put yourself at risk? You know. So don't be surprised if Northeast Tennessee in the next two weeks doesn't start glowing like the tip of Rudolph's fucking nose because nobody's taking it serious here. In Greene County, the county that I work in, there are 16 confirmed cases. Um, Another county that I drive through, Washington County, has 23 cases. And the town that I live in has one. But... I mean, with the cavalier attitude that people in, in Greenville have, in Green County, like, it wouldn't surprise me if I woke up tomorrow and, and, and the number was 100. It really wouldn't. Just And then I see some people coming out. They, you, they don't know what they're doing because they're not even wearing their mask right, the ones that do have masks on. They've got it; their nose completely exposed, and I'm like, "You're doing that wrong. You were doing it all wrong." Uh, I don't get why you would only wear one glove, but I've seen that quite a bit. I guess they're taking the Michael Jackson defense. <laughs> so I don't know. It's been it's been real interesting, and the people. The people that I work with that are, you know, that do get upset. I think that they're just mad, in my opinion, that they don't get to stay home, you know, because we we are. I'm not. I don't think. I wouldn't consider us on the front lines by any means, but we are out and amongst the people. We're out and amongst the you know potential hosts for the virus, you know. Uh, we are higher we have a higher probability of catching it because of our job so and i do get frustrated but i got frustrated before the the coronavirus outbreak i got mad at people for coming to my store and shopping anyway i'm like why why are you here did you really need to come out for shoe polish why are you at my store buying shoe polish if you don't want to support walmart go to a shoe store and buy shoe polish because i'm not a shoe store It just—if you want to support a grocery store, go to a grocery store. Because I'm not a grocery store, you know. So my mood hasn't changed. I'm still just as bitter and just as snippy about people, and I'm judge make judgment calls. But the governor on Thursday ordered a safer at home. uh, He signed the order declaring that it was a safe at home, safer at home, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. He signed an order for everybody to stay at home unless you're getting necessities. The first person, the first customer I get Friday morning is somebody buying stamps. And it was a 74 year old woman, no mask, no gloves, comes out, I'm here to buy stamps. Why? I'm not the post office, you should go there where you're not around sick people. I'm around sick people. All, the entire time my store is open, one uh, one physical element or another, I am around "quote unquote" sick people all day, every day. Now I know how Jesus felt. <laughs> <laughs> But I got to imagine, I don't, like being a nurse, you think like they had to, I heard that in New York, they're recruiting help from across the country and anybody that will come up, they're paying them $5,000 a week. And I heard that from the spouse of a nurse and I was like, holy cow, like that would be super tempting. Like if they needed, you know, my, my job would never let me go. Even stay within the same company and go work up in New York. They would never let me do that. And it, But still, for that amount of money, if they said $5,000 a week, you come up here and you work, you do the job that you're currently doing, it would be hard to say no, even with the possibility of not having a job when I got back. I mean you're looking you could eight weeks it's 40 grand you know and for those of you who don't know I, I'm in school like I've got another year of college left if I didn't have to work and it's I'm at I'm at the point where I can uh, I can speed through some classes when I it's competency-based so I can get them knocked out and be done with it uh I mean sitting at home 40 grand could last me a long time. I could get get the rest of my schooling knocked out. Of course, it wouldn't be 40 grand after taxes and all that stuff, but still that would be damn damn that would be tempting. And I just wonder how being a nurse has changed. Like I know they they find they have to have a morbid sense of humor, you know. You like through friends of friends I have I've been a, in text chains with nurses, you know, and they they always send the best pictures. I mean, just when you think that you've seen all the possibilities of things that are inside people, you know, you get a picture and it's It'll just... It'll blow your mind. So they've got morbid senses of humor. But I just wonder if, like... Because you know people in New York are still sticking stuff inside themselves that shouldn't be there. So they're going to the ER. So you've got, you know... 200 new, brand new admittance that are all showing mild grade fever shortness of breath and coughing and you've got one guy who inserted the business end of a claw hammer inside himself. It just I wonder if there's like a fight between the nurses to get the guy that stuck the claw hammer inside of him just to have the break of the monotony of this person probably has Corona I don't have the proper protective gear. I'm gonna get sick, then who's gonna take care, who takes care of the people when they get sick that take care of people? And it's like in the Watchmen, who's watching the Watchmen? Something to that effect. But I just, I, I wonder if it's just like, no, no, you got the last anal cavity. <laughs> now it's, it's Car, Carla's turn, Carly, go. You, you get to go fish the ham out of this guy's anus. And she's like, yes! Yes! I imagine it's like that on a normal day anyway, but I have to imagine it's just even sweeter now. Be like, hello, Mr. Riley. What, what brings you here today? Oh, you got the business end of a claw hammer stuck inside you? Alright, well, I am glad to help you. That actually happened at a Walmart. Um, the uh, a car pusher at a Walmart. He goes to the bathroom, and, uh, and he steps up to the urinal to go, you know, rock a piss. And uh, as he starts, as he starts to go, he hears a voice from one of the stalls, and he's like, "Hello." And the car pusher's sitting there and he's like, yeah. And the guy in a real soft voice is like, I need help. And so (laughs) the car pusher kind of looked around and he was like, excuse me. And he's like, "I, I, I need help. And he's like, well, I'm gonna go get my manager. And he just happened to walk out as a manager was walking by. And it's that manager's poor, dumb luck. It's the type of luck that I would have had if I have worked at that store. So the manager goes into the bathroom and comes out on his phone. And he's on the phone with uh, 911. And he's like, I need an ambulance. Uh, gives, the, gives the Walmart address. And he notices that there's a woman sitting outside the restroom. So they wait. Ambulance shows up, goes into the men's restroom, goes into the last stall. And the man, they pick the man up, and he screams. And they're wheeling him out, and he is face down on his knees and his face with his ass up in the air. And... Uh, The lady was sitting there, and the manager turns and says, Ma'am, are you waiting for someone? And she said, Well, my husband's in there. And he was like, Well, we've had to call an ambulance for your husband. And uh, she was like, Man, I told him to stop doing that shit. And the the co-manager kind of looks at her because he doesn't really know what's going on. Because he just called the ambulance for the guy, and come to find out, he'd taken the claw part, the the hammer head, with the and it was a claw hammer, and had worked it into his anus, and the head was going horizontally in his in his rectum, um, and apparently it was something he liked to do. He liked to put things. He had a special hammer, and he liked to put this hammer in his ass uh, and go walk around public. So that's a true story uh, from one of my Walmart days. And it was funny, the store manager that I worked for, when he heard that, he asked if the customer paid for the hammer. And that part just cracked me up because, of course, that's exactly what that store manager would have thought. That would be his question was, was the hammer paid for? And then later on, I had a customer try to kill herself in the women's restroom by using a pair of uh, scissors to slice her wrist open. And the scissors were stolen. And uh, we went ahead and as she was being put into the ambulance, the cops informed her that we were pressing charges for uh, theft. (laughs) You know, when I said that out loud, with nobody in the car, that really didn't seem as funny as I'd I'd wanted to. Um, I really... That's kind of my story. It's kind of one of the things I tell people. And I always thought it was kind of funny, but saying it out loud just really seems sad. <laughs> but. So, yeah. Uh, and I know every podcast I listen to, they're talking about two things. Coronavirus and Tiger King. So, we might as well dive into it. Uh, one of the... I recently just came across a podcast. And uh, for content, they are setting down. And they're watching the Tiger King episode by episode. And they're recording after the the episode and they're talking about the Tiger King and the episode that they just watched. And it's really... It's funny because I've seen the whole series. So after episode one, they're asking their opinions about certain characters. And you would think... Like, no no one... knowing the outcome when they're talking about the characters, they're like, oh, this person they're an asshole. This person they're great, you know, and knowing what's to come, I just can't wait to hear their reactions. So, if you haven't seen it, uh, I really suggest watching it just because it's so wild. You know, it's, it's more of a train wreck of humanity than anything else like you just see some very interesting characters of people so it'll be it'll be interesting because the how the world is just kind of obsessed with it and these people start to come out of the woodwork from the from the documentary we'll see how close like how true the filmmakers were to the people and they're going to get sued and so we'll kind of get to see you know if they misrepresented anybody or what their what their filmmaking process was like so all right well this has been jeep chronicles number 17. if you liked what you heard uh you know uh, follow us or subscribe on uh, iTunes, leave us a good review. Um, you can always catch anything, any new podcast um, that I do. I do two. I do this one, Jeep Chronicles, and I do a uh, Generation Oblivious, where I sit down with my brother in law and read uh, news headlines. And we talk about what a sad state that the world is in. And, uh, make jokes at people's expense, you know, and sometimes it is of the people who shove things in their butts. So, uh, yeah, uh, check us, check out our website. Well, it's part of our, the company that, that we work with, uh, thehiddenpixel.com. And, um, I forget their Twitter. I'm shit at remembering Twitter handles. Um, if you want to reach out to me and give me a topic to talk about on my way home, I am at Robot Nuts, and my avatar is Bender. So, my one last thought that interrupted my thought earlier, and I'll leave on this, is uh, I thought earlier what what Jews call Easter Sunday, and I think the answer is just Sunday. All right, you guys have a good one.